gals. <laughs> did, did Brad tell you we we call listeners gals? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Brian. And I'm Brad. And we're I'm Bethany. Joined by Bethany. Bethany, how do you want to introduce yourself? Um Brad's wife? Question mark. I tricked her into it. Why is it a question mark? It's That went down a road I didn't expect. <laughs> With a special episode uh, reviewing Peacemaker. I don't, I don't think it qualifies as an underappreciated show, but I'm in. Uh, maybe. Everybody... I'm- not clearly not enough people are watching it yeah i well because it was at the same time as book of boba fett so i mean it kind of if people were going to pick one or the other a lot of people pick book did um, they instead of yeah I, w- I would say so i think the more the the more attention was on book of boba fett than it was this i <laughs> not to piss off ryan from granny shifted but i literally was in the middle of a nando v movies uh youtube video talking about how book of boba fett was trash <laughs> Mando, Mando 2.5. <laughs> I guess, yeah. I, I'm now. I'm curious because I'm gonna look up uh, the book of Boba oh. Fett and Peacemaker on Google Trends. Yeah, yep. That's that's the way I thought. Uh, at least for the U.S. Let's see if it's worldwide. <laughs> book of Boba Fett peaked around. Um, December 26th to January 1st and then firmly plummeted while Peacemaker peaked past Boba's initial peak um, and then it came back when uh, spoilers for Book of Boba Fett but when Baby Yoda came back. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I I would have been shocked if the uh Boba F- if people didn't fall off book of Boba Fett. But... Yeah, I would have thought that more people just because of like DC gets its own rep and everything, but Marvel and Star Wars has been like boom 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 boom. So that's why I thought that people were paying more attention to that than um Peacemaker, but I mean good to see that Peacemaker does get its own uh hype and uh peaks yeah you you both have firmly have your uh fingers on the pulse of people and i was i was working backwards and be like no book of boba fett's not as good as peacemaker no no (laughs) Uh, they both they both have their ups and downs Um, (laughs) i'm not gonna say this is like the all-time greatest tv show but i'm not gonna say it's bad and i don't think i think it definitely deserves its second season and yes, I, hope, I hope James Gunn stays with the second season. I don't know if they've announced that yet or not. Oh yeah, he's an, well. He's announced that he's now writing and directing all of them. He okay. wrote all the episodes, directed five or six, except for um, Vigilantes episodes all the way through five because they had to reshoot all the scenes for that actor. So. If uh, if there's an episode in those first five, this is like directed not by James Gunn, and then you cut to Vigilante. Those are James Gunn scenes. So okay. he probably directed like eighty percent, and now he's directing a hundred percent. 
next season after Guardians is done. <laughs> and he's, also, he's, he, ha- he has another Peacemaker spinoff that they haven't yeah. announced yet. Yeah, I wonder what that's going to be. Actually, are we are we spoiling? Are we going to move into spoilers? Oh, or? yeah. Uh, I don't know. There's, I, I, I didn't, there I didn't know we're going to break. My two minutes of non-spoiler is fuck you, see it. Yeah. <laughs> that seems very peacemaker. <laughs> fucking see it. Just fucking see it. Go. Did you like the Suicide Squad? Pause this and go go stream now. Yeah, you you've you've given us enough analytic. Thank God this isn't YouTube. Although I might put this on YouTube. Hi YouTube, if I do. Um, thank God this is podcast. You could. Watch for like 30 seconds and it counts. <laughs> so it's not, uh, we don't have to worry about retention. Go, fuck you. See it. What the fuck? It's only, it's only eight episodes. I mean, you can, you can plow through that pretty, in, a, in an afternoon pretty quick. Each episode's like 30, 40 minutes, give or take, 45 minutes, give or take. So, yeah, originally I was planning, uh, tomorrow at the time of filming when this is posting on Monday, trying to rewatch all of it before our review. Um, but thankfully, I got fired from Uber. Maybe permanently. Maybe. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> um, so I did not get to. So yeah, point being, it's a very quick watch. Also, if anybody doesn't know, before we get into spoilers, there are post-credits kind of scenes. Sometimes they're just an alternate blooper or a tit or a scene that was cut out. So, Or, yeah. Yeah, or just a uh, scene could have went. Yeah, yeah. So now, spoilers. Because the reason I say it cut scenes is because uh, in the finale, when the helmet that gave everyone else scavies was talked about, <laughs> um, the person I was watching it with was like, no. No, post credit scene said it gives you scabies. I was like, yeah, yeah they they abandoned that. Yeah, <laughs> it was just I'm a cutscene. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of glad because that'd be that'd be that'd be terrible. Because why would you ever use that helmet? <laughs> <laughs> I still like to see to test yourself or whatever the fuck he said. But uh, what what do you want to say? Did you just say activate anti gravity? <laughs> That was a good way to set up. We're jumping ahead, but that was a good way to set up that uh, Peacemaker could activate her human cannonball. What was it? Um, human torpedo. Human torpedo. Yeah. But uh, where do you want to start with this? Um, the beginning. I like the beginning. All right. Um, it starts. James off Gunn was born in. Sorry. <laughs> 1436 <laughs> died in 1516 oh wrong james gun okay sorry my bad um yeah the beginning it kind of starts off right after the end of the suicide squad um peacemaker's getting treated in the hospital for his wounds gets out and they don't send him back to prison which he thought was kind of weird which which set up a really funny interaction with the janitor <laughs> It's like, oh, dude, I don't have any more weed. That was just that was one time. <laughs> no, no, they said I could go. Hey, can I trust you? No, man. No. no absolutely not. <laughs> All right, can I tell you something and you're not telling anyone else? Of course I would never betray someone. <laughs> 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 oh, by the way, I'm wearing the orange shirt literally for Bell Reeves. <laughs> 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 Should have mentioned it sooner. Yeah. 
but uh yeah and then so you, you get that scene and then we f- kind of go into like what's going to be like the standard is just some really weird nonsense and that starts off with the first set of the when the first time you watch the um opening credits <laughs> with the dance sequence like the really rigid like <laughs> awkward dance sequence that you are just the first like two three times i watched i was just so confused <laughs> i was like you get there's got to be something going on with this but nah, just just the dance number and just awkward rigid and includes everybody i i showed my buddy richard that last wednesday because we had a uh we all tested you know did COVID testing and stuff but we had a little pizza party um showed him that episode and he had the same reaction as i did as soon as that started he's just like fucking love this <laughs> just like and we had just gushed over james gun a bit uh i forgot i had this until wednesday but i have a hashtag rehired james gun tattoo that i got oh, nice. before he was rehired <laughs> and like you saw that it high-fived me about it but uh yeah just oh my god i wish i had james gun's brain that's i'm i'm glad i'm not in there <laughs> because that would be like there are some things that it's like totally yes like that that's awesome that it came out of but that intro scene i'm just like the what the what what how did that come about how what sparked that to come to our tvs right now because it's like do you want the answer no no everything everything is like so crazy like the jokes are funny they're like the scenes are ridiculously crazy um and just to have like that very rigid standard dance sequence just as another way just like throws you off the wall and just like what rock music and robot dancing like how does the how are are these two combined (laughs) well i don't know how they chose the ingredients let's say but James Gunn said that he his mission was to destroy the skip intro button. Uh, just make something that people would not want to skip. And he said it was the easiest process he's ever had because the dance coordinator, choreographer, he like showed, I think it was a woman, he showed her a few of clips of himself dancing, which he had done for Baby Groot for guardians 2 like you can literally see side by side comparisons of that and she was like all right cool great and she showed him it like however long later he's like it's perfect (laughs) 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 um but that was the origin i'm not sure exactly why the i mean it could have been literally because of how the butterflies act in private where they drop semblance of human and maybe, I mean, I know the woman who played Adebayo talked about loving how many different uh, shades of people and body shapes of people who are all dancing together. Yes. So, yeah, and then you got like Judo Master, who's like <laughs> five foot, <laughs> eighty-five pounds. Really, just didn't like, have. I I don't know if he's <laughs> that, but he just jumps into John Cena's arms. <laughs> Oh, that that is because uh, James Gunn loves figure skating. And, oh, that, and the okay. reason he had at the end of that, everyone at the end just go. 
because <laughs> he he loves that moment from figure skaters where like you can see on their face if they knew they killed it or if they fucked up either way they just have to stand there like exhausted holding their pose <laughs> until they're allowed to move on <laughs> well and we've all never seen a an eagle hug a man until this tv show so that's a plus where we saw it twice yeah <laughs> um dad what? dad get my get my camera get my camera take a picture of this Quick, hurry up. hey you don't want to believe in miracles that's fine by me <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and other than that i mean um it had a this show had a lot of comedy throughout it um probably the for me it was probably the justice league insults that he kept throwing around of all the other superheroes and their sexual preferences and orientations and sexual misdeeds and i don't don't know why pepe the frog 69 would lie to me (laughs) (laughs) oh right after and that actually the first time yeah he mentioned that was in the middle of uh the conversation being an allegory for police violence Remember yeah. when he's like, "You, you racist ass." <laughs> yeah, uh, you gotta fine. I'll watch white people as much as I would do somebody of color. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're the racist superhero. <laughs> um. Yeah. So between like the that the other justice that kind of comedy, the Justice League, and then also like um, um, oh, vigilantes humor. His like straight faced, very serious humor <laughs> that like he doesn't understand is like <laughs> psychotic. Yeah, <laughs> slightly psychotic. He's... But is like very compassionate at the same time. Like yeah. um the veterinarians, you wanted to kill all the veterinarians, but when he wasn't gonna kill them, then you can't use duct tape because that'll hurt their skin. So we we gotta, we gotta time up with something else. <laughs> like like stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, I, honestly. It's probably because of, you know, James Gunn with the Suicide Squad and me being so obsessed remembering the Kingsman movies that are not afraid to just do fucked up shit and just yeah, kill no people. Yeah. Um, I was surprised how few people died in this of the group, you know, like what I think we talked about it after uh, Economos killed the gorilla with the chainsaw i'm like and when i was watching i was like oh fuck vigilant don't please don't kill you're gonna kill him i know you're gonna kill him there's absolutely no way you're not killing him by the end of this and i'm gonna fucking hate it when it happens but genius james got and then they didn't do that (laughs) he, he, he almost died um hardcore almost died i think that was it i think those are the only two that were really close yeah, they kind of made it seem like Economist was going to at the end, but um, then he pulled through because he was like crawling, like army crawling at the end. Um, but yeah, they they made it seem like Harcourt was going to die like hard. Yeah. yeah. And then Vigilante, you see, you see him all in the hospital and Vigilante jumps out the window, <laughs> 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 bail, bails out. <laughs> Just a little uh, 
will hop over in his underwear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's like, you should, you've been shot. You should probably uh, get checked out. No, I'm okay. Oh, no, dude, you've been shot. You should, you should, yeah, you should probably. No, and then he just like passes out right there on the floor. And then, and then he makes it up to the hospital room, watches the TV and everything, and then the I'm done. Nope. Has like a little smile on his face too, like a little smirk. Like, <laughs> yeah, nope, we're not going to do this. Uh, all right, so how did it hit you when Mern, whatever his actual real name is, revealed that, talked about how he looked for the worst person he could possibly find, and still he knew that his, the chance for him to do good and like turn his life around was still a possibility. Did I ask that question right? Or well? When uh, when Mern's talking about how uh, how he took over the guy's body, he mentions how he's the worst person he could find. Oh, okay. as in to choose to like not take a life away from somebody good, and yet now that he's in his mind and can feel all the things that he could feel, he knew that he could have still been redeemed if he had been given a chance. Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty cool. I mean. Kind of in the DC universe, it kind of proves that you know nobody's truly evil and nobody's probably truly good. Um, so I mean that's that's pretty cool. I mean that's that's a cool way to introduce kind of that kind of concept into this. I mean I don't think it hit. I don't really think it's like a huge metaphorical thing, but I mean we don't really see that, right? Because what is it uh, in Army of the Dead, like? I don't know if anyone's seen this, but spoilers. Uh, they go into the um, undead Vegas area, and their first thing they need to do is sacrifice somebody so that the queen of the dead can let them pass. And she just shoots kneecaps. Some guy who's an asshole. You're like, yeah, he uh, he takes advantage of his position, and he's not the best guy. And I... <laughs> When I watched it, I was like, hey, fuck you, dude. <laughs> I didn't give one shit. I didn't care. I didn't be like, yo, if we just like put him in jail, get him a therapist, like we need to, we need to, uh, what are prisons Re- supposed to do? Rehabilitation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not a goddamn second. Not one piece of my brain was like, oh, that's a little fucked up. I was just like, yeah, he's an asshole. Bye. <laughs> I mean, there's, and then you've got other TV shows like um, Game of Thrones where you hate somebody and it just seems like they live forever. <laughs> forever. Like um, uh, King Joffrey lived for like three seasons. Like you wanted him dead after season one. You didn't even need to, to live another two more seasons. <laughs> But then, um, like, you like somebody like, um, what's his name, Sean Beam? Sean Beam? Um, yeah. You you start to like him, and two episodes in, he dies. You're just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> two episodes in the TV show, your your biggest actor in this in this franchise right now that everybody's seen dies. <laughs> like I, beheaded on screen. Yeah, I remember the first time I even heard about Game of Thrones was from an Entertainment Weekly article talking about how his character got killed off at the end of season one. <laughs> it wasn't even the end. It was like three episodes in or something like that. It was, was, it was it? super early. Oh. Yeah, it was super early. 
And it was, he was like the biggest actor that they had so far, like on that show. Hmm. But yeah, it, was, it was crazy. <laughs> um, but like, okay. The big thing. Did your jaw drop when you found out what the butterfly's plan was and their motivations? Question. Which one? The one that Mern explained or the one at the end? From, at the end. At the end. Okay. Because, like, you thought you knew exactly what was going on, but no, then she went and, like, flipped it upside down. I'm like, oh, man. Okay. I got you. I support this. <laughs> Nope. I love the energy in your voice. I, I if you had been like, yes, queen. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That was what I was feeling in that moment. And then, nope. Then just get the like off screen just gets blasted. Human torpedo. Let's do this. I, I literally went, holy shit, they're Superman. Like they're they're what I imagine the Man of Steel movie was trying to do before, you know, in the first half, like showing this planet that got destroyed by corporate hubris and weak-limped governments that wouldn't do what was right because of all this entanglement. And then... So the the military takes over and... And, like... Force everything. Yeah. uh, Oh, yeah, they might be Zod. (laughs) Yeah. But, I mean, but but Zod was like, "Fuck you all! I'm gonna pave over your graves." <laughs> well, he was like, "Wait, do I need you alive to get the Codex out of you?" No. Okay, then we'll go that route. <laughs> yeah. but I guess if my guess is the the reason it didn't work for Man of Steel is because Superman is largely just hidden. And he wants to stay hidden. And then Zod makes him come out. And he's like, all right, let's kill a bunch of New Yorkers, bro. <laughs> yeah. let's, let's smash a few city blocks. Yeah, but like them wanting to help us and them definitely being dead by a hundred years. Like that time, like them, them doing this, knowing that they're not going to be around to reap the benefit. Or, I mean, I guess they're reaping the benefits now, but they're not around to see us avoid disaster well they um, were but didn't they say that humans were on a, on a crash course like they're uh, on an inevitable course so <laughs> wouldn't their like 100 years of just sucking this planet dry and not really change anything uh they said that they uh, they were both on the same path and their planet was like however long ahead and they could you know since they lived through it they can see humans doing the same thing but they have a hundred years left of food from the cow. And if they can take over certain political leaders, I guess they could steer us back on course before the butterflies die out. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a tough place to be in. That's, I mean, that's a tough decision to make. I mean, just if, if you were to make that decision right now, it'd be, it'd be tough. Would you let somebody take over? You know, like that, an alien invasion takeover, certain certain spots, mostly political high up places, and trust that they're doing the right thing for us? Or do we just have to see ourselves through and either we make it or we don't and, you know, it's on us? Yeah, I, I honestly don't know. Because, like, when, I, when the episode ended for me, I was like, I don't think he made the right 
choice. And then if anybody doesn't know, HBO Max has made a podly, or it's called podly, the Peacemaker podcast. Um, and James Gunn came back for an interview on the last episode and he mentioned that uh, he did, they didn't talk about whether it was the right or wrong decision, but that Peacemaker made the decision because or for his friends. Like Peacemaker says, I knew they'd hurt you if I let them do it. So while it might not be the biggest, uh, the best decision for the big picture, he was doing it for the right reasons for probably the first time, <laughs> the first time he killed for the right reasons, <laughs> you know, Out, outside of whatever his dad's telling him or Amanda Waller's yeah, telling him. He, he, he kills for peace and he's got the, the dove of peace on all of his weapons. <laughs> he doesn't care how many people he has to kill for peace. He will do it. I mean, th- this time it was for love instead of some ephemeral or how do you say it? Some imagined ideal that I mean, I guess the argument argument could be made that all these people have just been taking advantage of him. I mean, Amanda yeah. Waller, definitely. Definitely. Well, and the, the team at the beginning until they kind of because they thought they were super dumb and misogynistic and racist and so they they kind of treated him as such in the beginning and then then once they started to see him and no he's just kind of dumb a little 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 slow um because of the way he was brought up by his by his father and and kind of yeah up until they had like that uh, ride where they did the picture and they were all like actually vibing (laughs) all dredged in blood (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that, was, that was after like the first mission yeah yeah after he killed the bear with the chainsaw yeah uh yeah because they brought that back at the end of the episode and they brought that picture back oh yeah Put, had it on his desk mm-hmm. yeah and now i'm um, economos is back working with amanda waller and or back at the back at the um compound yeah yeah um but on the on the topic of him being like racist and sexist, Bethany, please tell me that you started calling Brad sweet cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> um, I haven't, but thank you. But okay, <laughs> we can make this happen. <laughs> hey, sweet cheeks, you getting me a cup of coffee too? <laughs> oh man. You know, if I don't, then I'm going to need you to pick up on your side too. Okay, though, we we got to teamwork this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not going to steal your man, but from behind your back. <laughs> okay, I appreciate that about you. <laughs> he doesn't get that reference because he's never watched Letter Kenny. <gasps> oh, okay. Why? I have no. not. I've watched like two episodes. Pitter patter. Let's go. Come on. I'm there's sure another that's one. another See? reference yep yeah. i if there's one thing i can spot it's references that that are made with the express intention of knowing that your audience will not understand it <laughs> for me it's honestly just habit because like i say that to everybody for everything <laughs> it's just part of our ling- lingo now it's those references you've got to watch it I say I appreciate you now more than obviously more than I ever did before seeing Ted Lasso because my it was zero. Yeah. <laughs> Anything is an improvement. <laughs> um, so it's kind of weird. Um, 
because after they kill the cow, they stole the goth butterfly still alive, the main leader, and he's hanging out with John Cena at his trailer, and Eagly doesn't attack it because he was, Eagly was attacking him before, and then he had some leftover cow juice. But like, what's stopping what's stopping the butterfly from just taking over John Cena just to take him over, and then once he starves, he starves, and it kills both of them. Yeah, nothing. I don't know. Maybe, maybe if I had to like make head cannon for it, I'd say that you know you, you try. She understands it. the decision that was made, and well, she told him <clears throat> peace whenever she was in the jar, and then whenever they were at the cow, she was like, "I have no reason to kill you. I have no reason to hurt you." Yeah, but then that was before he killed the cow, and. <laughs> kind of sacrifice the rest of the butterflies and kill kill the rest of the butterflies except for that one yeah. that we know of. I'd I'd say my best guess would be like she's being or he I don't know they keep the human names <laughs> yeah. um is being a good parent as in tried to show them the right way tried doing it for them but. At a certain point, Goff's not going to punish Peacemaker for their decision because it wasn't. I mean, he, the humans have to make their decision. And if Goff and the butterflies were trying to be benevolent gods, it would be pretty fucked up if they uh, they they killed them when they didn't do what they wanted. Some floods, maybe something like yeah. that. <laughs> um, so I don't I don't know. Maybe a maybe a combination of like, oh shit! I hope you do good. Slash, I am so fucking depressed that you just destroyed all my people <laughs> <laughs> and fast forwarded this a hundred years. God damn it. Um, honestly, I it, I was kind of getting freaked out when I was watching Goff land. I'm like, because uh, uh, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, it, it could have been all right. Yeah. Both of us. Was, yeah. <laughs> it's, hey, you killed off our race. I'm going to kill off you just to get even. Yeah. There's so, nothing. I mean, there's nothing to say that. Um, yeah. I don't. I'm guessing based on how Mern was talking about it that it's like the starfish. Once you're taken over, you're dead? Could I don't know. Well, they cut out such a huge hole into your brain that I couldn't imagine mm. you being alive. Because they, they burrow into your brain and they take up such a huge space that I couldn't imagine living beyond that that butterfly dying. Yeah, and if there's a way to get the butterflies out without killing the person, I, I believe that Mern would be doing that first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, but, like, the whole revelation of that he was a butterfly was kind of cool. I was kind of accidentally funny. Because um, <laughs> she was trying out his x-ray helmet and then happened to <laughs> look at her boss and realize the, that he was a butterfly. By the way, that was the one... Pred- prediction that i had correct <laughs> from like episode one and it was purely looking at the dance sequences like harcourt and Mern both come in looking real robotic <laughs> i think they're both butterflies <laughs> half right yeah half um right. <laughs> but no that was uh 
that was hilarious. One, like I, when I was watching it, I was like, don't, 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 don't make a noise. Don't make a noise when you see it. Don't make a noise. Fuck, fuck. And I was like, wait, we're like two or three episodes away. Of course, we couldn't like delay this longer. But then when the hardcore, the reveal that almost everybody else knew. Yeah. Was those two. Oh, well, the three yeah. vigilante peacemaker and out of Bayou. Yeah. was like, that was James Gunn. The, just like Mern, like crying that he took a bad man's life who could have been good. It's just, I don't know. I've told you this before, Brad, but I love when I see something that I've never seen before. Yeah. And I don't often see a show reveal a big twist and other people are like, yeah, we knew. Fuck. Like, <laughs> guess what? We're not dumb. <laughs> he took a blast to the face and he didn't have a scar. Um, um, with the killing of his father and then that coming up in the last episode, I think that's going to play huge in the next season. Um, I, Cause they already kind of alluded to it with the hallucination in the woods, but I really think that's going to start taking hold next season. A- anytime something gets stressful, I think he's going to start seeing visions of his dad and it's going to start really messing with him. Yeah. Take note, amazing Spider-Man too. This is how you do ghost dad. Because <laughs> this is uh Uncle Ben. <laughs> Yo, remember? Did you see the Amazing Spider-Man two? I'm sure I have. I don't. I don't remember it off the top of my head, but I'm sure I have. Yeah, uh, Peter is randomly just seeing Gwen's dead dad, most oh, dadding okay. around, <laughs> and that's the visual reminder that I am every day disrespecting his dying wish. Oh boy. <laughs> he just keeps seeing ghost status. So <laughs> I don't know if it's worse. What which is worse, that or uh ghost Edward in New Moon. Or Ghost Wife in Django. I have not seen Django, I've only seen Django Unchained. <sighs> <laughs> We're at a crossroads. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyone listening i stopped my zoom video i'm i'm proud of that <laughs> now you really can't go back to the hospital because that was such a creative way to tell me that you both are having children <laughs> with that dad <laughs> Uh, um, what what was the whole reason for the diary thing, and what was it actually his diary, or was it just Amanda Waller's kind of, you know, mess trying to mess up anything or make sure he she had an out or no, it wasn't it wasn't his actual diary from the beginning before Amanda Waller put the team together. She just looked towards the end game towards the mission succeeding and she wanted to frame peacemaker to tie it up in a nice little bow and basically since this was fully off the books absolve any absolve herself or any members other members of the team of any guilt just be like what 
I didn't know Peacemaker was murdering all these people. Um, so no, she just she's she's the leader who will kill a whole team to be a yes. distraction in Cortel Maltese. And yep. yeah. In- including including the person who saved him last time, <laughs> Rick Flag. <laughs> Because <laughs> he was a, he was a part of that first team, the distraction team. <laughs> have you, have you seen the deleted scenes? Do you no. do you know why Rick Flag was on that team? No, because he made fun of the shirt she wore. <laughs> <laughs> she came into work and it had some design on it, and he, like he's just sitting around with the people in the in the control room drinking coffee, and like he makes fun of it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> she, All like, right, team one, you go. I'm not even kidding. That's even though it was a deleted scene. That's still like canon. That's why. Oh, at the beginning of this show, when they said last time on, and they showed the Suicide Squad clips, they yeah. added the arrest of the woman who hit Amanda Waller on the back of the head. That's a deleted scene from the movie. Is it? I. I it is. No, I think it's in the movie. It is. It, trust me. It, it wasn't in the movie. Because um, that I I remember seeing that. Uh, yeah, she hit her on the back of the head. Yeah, but the repercussions that, of that of that member being arrested in the movie were cut out. Oh, see, I thought I thought it was because I thought it was because she was holding the ice bag to her head. Yeah, yeah, no, and, no. And, she, then, and like she was watching it like in her office, and it was happening outside of her office. So I thought that was actually in the movie. Yeah, it, it was. It was supposed to be in the movie. They added it as a post credit or as the last time on in the show. So you saw it oh, in okay. the show. Oh, okay. They just reintroduced it, or finally let it see the light of day outside of a deleted scene section. Gotcha. Yeah. No. So maybe maybe I'm just my head's putting it there then. Uh, but although while those deleted scenes are canon uh, in the Podley episode, <laughs> James Gunn was very clear to say all the rumors are not true. They're not canon. <laughs> uh, oh, no, Aquaman so- does not fuck fish. Uh, Green so Arrow does not. What was the thing that was about Green um, Arrow? Go to go to Comic Cons with a four inch gaping hole in the back of his suit with glitter and something. Yeah, he said uh, he said it's canon that he has whatever that suit is, but it doesn't have a big butthole. <laughs> and then, like, what was the other one? Like, um, one of them jumps off buildings to munch on buttholes or something like that. Was that was that Superman? I, Le- I leaps, leaps tall buildings in a single bound just to land on the other side to eat butthole or something. <laughs> I don't remember that one. I remember Wonder Woman eye fucking him at a party, yeah. <laughs> which James goes like he he just misinterpreted that. <laughs> but to have them show up at the end, and obviously, I mean, the only two real ones were Aquaman and Flash, which is still funny. <laughs> it's like fuck you, Barry. <laughs> and uh, I, hate, I hate that. <laughs> Did you hear about the two that were cut out of the episode? Uh-uh. There were stunt people for Batman and Cyborg as well. And the stunt guy was able to post on Instagram, like, looking like Ben Affleck's Batman. But he's like, I only James Gunn and Warner Brothers know why we were scrubbed out. But it was still a fun time. Yeah. 
I mean, because you can see Superman floating there. You can see Wonder Woman kind of like shadowed out. You can see those two shadowed out, but no, you don't see Batman. You don't see Cyborg in the in the actual episode. Yeah. I fucking that, love Jason just, Momoa. <laughs> yeah. He's, he seems like he'd be just a cool person to hang out with. Yeah. No, he, uh, James Gunn said that he mentioned it before they started shooting, like the idea of that. And Jason Moa just started laughing. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, Frederick, what is his name? The actor for Flash probably isn't really doing anything else right now. So he's probably just hanging out. Ezra Miller. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, the character's name is Frederick something, isn't it? Um, Wait, what's the Flash's name? His name is Barry Allen. Oh, okay. So I don't know where I'm getting Frederick from then. <laughs> Let's see. Ezra Miller Frederick. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It was, it was uh, completing Frederick Douglass in the search, but I don't oh, know what that oh. has to do. Nope. All right. With Ezra Miller. It's just me then. It's just my head jumbling everything up. Oh God! <laughs> I'm, just, I, I'm just seeing a bunch of pictures of Frederick Douglass and then Ezra Miller just right in. I'm like, I hope there's not a, I hope there's not a casting connection. <laughs> Since he is an old black man, <laughs> and Ezra Miller is a. Can you still hear me? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> um. Do you want Harcourt and Peacemaker to get together? Um, I, I think, I think, so, I think she'll be what he's fighting for next season. I think because they've kind of tried to ship it hard enough that I think she'll be in danger, or she'll be something will happen to her that he's fighting to get her back. I don't think they'll get actually shipped together, but I think like the show lead you down that path even though you know he had sex with that one chick from the bar and then had a threesome with um um the one chick who the married woman and vigilante the, the, vigilante <laughs> with, what he still had his helmet on <laughs> by the way peacemaker is officially bisexual thanks to john cena's improv yes wasn't intended but james Gunn was like oh cool <laughs> Uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm betting that um, it's going to come out somewhere down the line that Vigilante likes him more than just a best friend kind of thing. Hmm. But I think um, he's going to be more interested in Harcourt or you know whoever else. Bethany, do you want them to get together? Um, I don't know. I can kind of see it. I think it would be like the standard like path to take to for them to go um but i don't know i think that he could just work i think he needs to work more on himself and getting himself all in order first before trying to like get all um messed up in that if they want to have like, <laughs> some fun go for it but i don't know that's just i my mean two cents. It, it kind of got close there for a little bit he did wear an actually nice shirt instead of his um peacemaker 
costume uniform or a, to the or hospital. A band t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I love it. That's such ah. Uh... Sorry, I watched like a two and a half hour video about between the male and female gaze a couple days ago, and noticing the nice shirt felt like such a female gaze thing that I never would have noticed. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's I why I'm here. Lo- <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'll, I'll be honest, I'd feel really weird for Hardcore if they ended up together, because I'm like... Yeah. Like, I'd rather, you know how sometimes when you're a dumb fucking young idiot and another relationship helps you not be that, but you don't stay together? I'd love if that was the course for them, but as friends. <laughs> Just be like, no, you're such a fucking piece of shit following me and being creepy to this bar. Stop! And then eventually it'd be like, you know what? I know someone who I think would really like the man you are today. <laughs> Let me introduce you to them. Hello, this is Diana Prince. Um, <laughs> but I mean, like, if they started out like that, and I don't know, I'd feel like the lesson would be like, even if you're an asshole, just keep trying. <laughs> they'll, keep see you're, they'll see you're not an asshole one day. You just gotta not give up. Yeah, let's not promote that ideology, please. <laughs> I honestly, I'd be shocked if James Gunn like was cause, like wanted to do that. But um, I no, I think it would be like because that's kind of you know what everybody's kind of shipping, especially after that. Um, and but where would they actually go? You know, like, would they actually have a relationship? You know, those two personalities are vastly different. Is that something that I don't know if I could picture that, you know, next season will be called how I met your father. (laughs) (laughs) Good show. (laughs) Is it? I have not seen it still. Well, um, honestly, only in the second episode, but, um, I love it, and I love how I met your mother too, and I love Hillary Duff. So we're just all on the love train, yeah. literally. I I love I Met Your Mother as well. Then you'll probably the... like father. Well, it seemed How I Met Your Father seems more modern mm-hmm. in a sense. They definitely are more open about certain things. Mm-hmm. How I Met Your Mother, they were a little bit kind of taboo about like, like talking about sex and um, sexuality preferences and stuff. This show definitely seems to be a little bit more open about stuff like that so far. So, kind of, kind of goes along with the whole, you know, whenever How I Met Your um, Mother was like released, and then now, like even um, in episode two, they're like, it's twenty twenty two. Let's go. And they're talking about Tinder dates and, you know, hooking up until you don't want to no more. And uh, the female is right to be able to do whatever they would like to do and hook up with how including they murder. Would like to. Yeah. Okay. We haven't got that far, but <laughs> if you're ahead, then I appreciate that. <laughs> no, I haven't watched any of them. I think I'm going to wait till all 10 are out and then binge it. And then. Either rejoice or drink myself to sleep. 
<laughs> Speaking of waiting until all of them are released, what did you think about them releasing the first three episodes and then making it weekly after that? Made sense. Um, made a lot of sense why they had that very heavy uh, cliffhanger on episode three, right? Where it just was like, suspected butterflies fucking the population all over the world and you're just like what the how how are you what how how in eight episodes how in five more episodes are we gonna kill millions (laughs) yeah Um, yeah i wouldn't be surprised if that uh cliffhanger was a an executive's suggestion. I think it was the right choice, but you know, just put, adding hundreds of thousands, if not millions of butterflies worldwide, and then ending on a farm. <laughs> it worked, yeah. <laughs> but you know, I mean, a- I, any I, other filmmaker, I'd be like, okay, we're having a million people fight a million people like Lord of the Rings. Yeah. A million people versus a million ghost people. <laughs> I understood that reference. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think I think for this season, I think it does really well or did really well to get people kind of into this. I think it, if you would have brought if you would have drug this out through eight episodes weekly, I don't know if you would have had the same retention as releasing the first three episodes, making that it's almost like a almost a mini series leaving off on a huge cliffhanger to start off into the weekly section. Um, I think did really well. I think that won't be the case next year. I think next year, now that they've got an audience that they'll just weekly at one per and not release the first three and then weekly after that. Well, you know why they do that, right? To get everybody interested. So that way you can kind of binge the first three. That, but also if there are multiple episodes dropped all at once to begin with, it makes a habit for people of wanting to see the next episode. If you put all three episodes out right at one, I mean, you hear this about podcasts as well. Um, Starting off with three to five episodes so that people get in the habit of wanting to hear the next thing or watch the next thing. That's why Netflix did their binge thing. I I actually think they need to update it to be more of a marriage between it, but it just gets people into a habit of wanting to watch the next episode and being addicted to it. So yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Didn't yeah. Boba Fett do like two episodes or not, not Boba Fett. Um, Mandalorian did like two or three when they first launched as well. I don't remember though. So long ago it feels like. It was definitely at least multiple, at least two. Um, but yeah, that was that's part of it. Like, uh, yeah, I don't know if uh, it was partially just you know giving you enough meat to really ha- sink your teeth into and get what's going on, and then well, also getting and- people subconsciously in the habit of like, yes, I want that, I need it, I need it now. <laughs> Well, and Peacemaker's kind of was kind of like the odd character in the Suicide Squad. He was good, but like I can see where a lot of people are like, eh, does he really deserve an eight episode TV show? Is it really that much content in there? Um, 
and then to see his whole backstory and everything like that was pretty cool i mean it turned out really well but like to the people that are like eh, is this really worth investing you know and 45 minutes of my week every week um and maybe they didn't really like the first one episode or the first episode wasn't you know exactly the way they wanted it to go so now they gotta wait until next week to see the second episode and they're just like yeah maybe i won't watch it so having all three like i said get them to do the repeat thing but then also to kind of build on the last episode build build and leave on a good cliffhanger yeah. into the episodes that first episode did so fucking much it was yeah. so good. Uh, no, I, I really liked it. But if you were somebody that didn't like that, then maybe you don't turn in next week. Yeah. Where if you at least you got a second episode, you're like, well, maybe I, I don't really like that episode that much. But there's two more episodes. There's only 45 minutes. Let me let me see what the second one's about. Instead of having to go go out, come back a week later, and say, yeah, I'll give it another try. It's easier to pass when you do it the second time. I will say after seeing the Suicide Squad and this, I, I went back and watched F9 um, partway through the season. And while I think it still had some issues, John Cena puts in s- such a good understated performance. Like he gets what 12 seconds of screen time <laughs> but, but like i still felt for him there i saw a lot more what you meant by them being very similar characters when we were just talking about f9 versus the suicide squad um yeah he's good he's a good act i like him yeah and he's obviously good at improving. i mean his wrestling days definitely helped um to kind of improv and kind of go on the fly but i mean to, to take this character that james gunn created and kind of make it his own without you know being a diva about it <laughs> what did you think of the piano solo Ooh, oh, yeah that was i honestly was like um i, I think it was brad that said uh it was he had just learned piano just for that scene and then we were listening to something watching something later on and um he apparently was uh he played a piano song for somebody else and it was just amazing yeah. well it was wasn't it i'm trying to remember the story but mm-hmm. i think it was it was taking james gunn to the airport because he had to go to a funeral or a, or somebody was in the hospital Yes. Um, where is the actual story? It was during the Suicide Squad. They had to pause because James Gunn's dog passed away. Oh, um, yes. And, and then, so they were at a hotel lobby bar waiting for the ride to come pick him up, take him to the airport. And John Cena just jumps on the piano and starts playing. The piano version of I'm drawing a huge blank on what it was. I, I've got it. Um while we were shooting the Suicide Squad and Pano, this is from Twitter, James Gunn. Uh, I got word my dog of nearly 17 years was about to pass away. It was one of the saddest days of my life. I decided to fly home for a day with him to be with him. Uh, I sat in the hotel lobby bar with John waiting to be taken to the airport. John got up and sat at the grand piano and played the most beautiful rendition of the Pixies' Where Is My Mind. Yes. It crushed me and yet soothed me, and everyone around me was crying. 
I wanted to capture some semblance of that moment with this song. And uh, it it continues into a lot of great stuff about um, the character. But yeah. I mean, I kind of want to know what what John Cena's like, like on a personal level. Like, I, I wish I could, I wish I could know him in two parts, like before he started getting famous and like wrestling, what he was like then. Because he kind of, um, wrestling made him seem kind of like a D-bag at first, and then they kind of turned him into a good guy. And then they kind of turned him into a heel again. Um, I, I love all the facial expressions Bethany's making, because I don't know what the <laughs> fuck you guys are talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know anything about wrestling. I barely know what a heel means. <laughs> and she's just like, so, yeah. No, not really. Oh, yep, no, yep, yep, yep. I agree 100% with that. He was a douche, like 120%. Before I started, even whenever we started watching um, The Suicide Squad, I was like, why the hell is he in this? Like, oh, he just wants to be more famous. Da, 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 da. But then, like, I don't know. He actually might have a heart. And- <laughs> well, I know, he, I know he has a heart. Um, <laughs> I, I know he does a, a, a ton, a ton of stuff for charity and for like, um, what's the the kids that are um, like terminally, terminally ill and stuff? He does a lot for them to make a wish, make a wish. Um, so he he does a lot of make a wish stuff. So I know he's, I know he's compassionate. I know he's got you know, he's got a heart to to, to put it like that. But I just wanted, I want, I wish I would have saw him before, like mm-hmm. to see if he was this eccentric. Or if it's just kind of appeared over time, or if he's just not eccentric at all in his personal life, he's just a quiet, quiet, humble dude that just, you know, um, when he gets in front of a camera, he's able to turn it on. And then when the camera's off, he's just kind of like, yeah, I'm, you know, cool, you know, just hanging out. Yeah. I, from what I've seen in interviews and stuff, I think he's just really fucking humble. He's very thankful. Um, it was funny because after the finale came out, there was some article about James Gunn talking on the uh, I can't see John Cena jokes. And <laughs> James Gunn was like, if I never hear it ever again. And I'm like, yeah, I can understand that. But the reason I'm mentioning that is because like maybe a year ago or half a year ago, someone asked John Cena the same thing. And he said, uh, I'm basically never going to... Um, poo-poo something that's so connected to a period of my life that gave a lot to me and gave me a lot of opportunities. It was really important in my journey. So I'm never going to... like I love it. Keep it coming. And I just thought there's one of two things. Either you really don't mind it and you're you're fucking Jesus Christ. (laughs) You'll never get old. You're just so... You have that much kindness in your heart that it's not old. It'll never get old for you. Or you have so much kindness in your heart that it does annoy you, but for the consideration of others, you realize that they're they're not being mean. They're just trying to play. And so you'll never insult them or make them feel bad about just wanting to be kind to you. And either way, I'm like, fuck, that's just a very mature, kind 
I, I would not. I would never. Of course, I've I've never done wrestling or been into wrestling, so I don't have that emotional connection. But if he ever says, "Guys, can we fucking stop with the? I'm right here, skin. I get it. Huh? I'm invisible." I would be like, "Yeah, that makes sense. It's been fucking how you know, shit yeah. gets old." Or, I wouldn't be like, "You bastard." <laughs> here's here's two alternate possibilities. One, this is just like the biggest reverse psychology effect ever. Where he's trying to get you to think that it doesn't bother him, so you stop doing it. Or two, he just doesn't want to hurt his brand and imaging, um, so he he doesn't want to dis dis you know kind of disjoint himself from that because so many people know him from that that it would hurt his brand and image. Boom. See, look at that, the dun, pessimist. Dun, dun. He he could. <laughs> let's be real. He could be Dwayne Johnson <laughs> around the time when he's joining Fast Five. And in 10 years, he could be like, I am the Suicide Squad. <laughs> the Suicide Squad presents Peacemaker and Eagly. <laughs> <laughs> That's also possible. <laughs> um, you know, between the two of us, I'm usually the pessimistic one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, I don't know. I, th- I honestly think, I don't, it's never been confirmed. So this is all just like using context clues. But originally I believe Dave Batista was offered Peacemaker's role. And oh. he had to choose between um Army of the Dead and this role. And he did it for career reasons. He was very like compassionate with James Gunn, saying, I'm so sorry that I but this is a better opportunity. And James Gunn was equally as compassionate. He's like, I bro. I love that I could help you get to this point. Fuck yeah, I'm never gonna. Um, and I mean, uh, Dave Batista was the one cast member in Guardians before it was announced where he's like, boy, if you don't use James Gunn's fucking script, fucking bring the lawyers. <laughs> it's like, if you don't do that, like, I'll do it. They can make me do it. They can make me do it because contracts but I'm not going to like it. And so like, he's the most, he feels like the realist of the group just cause he's like, I'm ready to burn this whole fucking <laughs> like good life. I'll I've got to the ground the cause this is wrong. Um, so I think uh, my best guess is that John Cena is a, uh, a, a, a gentler <laughs> version of that, a softer touch. <laughs> just a little bit but I don't know I and how humble he was on the F9 tour of just be like hey I'm I'm ready to go I'm ready to do whatever I need to do to be a good part of this team you know are you talking about Batista or are you talking about John Cena John Cena oh, okay because um, Batista was in yeah. seven or eight no Batista has never been in a fast movie and Batista's like yeah, they wanted to meet and like, no thanks. <laughs> oh, well, I know he was, I he was in a Bond movie. Yeah. Yeah, Batista was in a Bond movie, but he refused to take a meeting for Fast and Furious. <laughs> Which, okay. All right. <laughs> well, I mean, when you're competing with The Rock and um, Vin Diesel, but you can't lose a fight. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, he, he, it was more like he doesn't want to do those kind of films. That's not the path he wants to take his career on. Um, but he is doing a a buddy cop film with 
uh, Jason Momoa um, with the director of Hobbs and Shaw. So Okay. Yeah, and it's going to be in Knives Out too. Oh, yep, yep. But yeah, yeah I, uh, and he'll be in. He'll sh- he should be in Dune Part Two because he didn't die in mm-hmm. Part One. Spoiler. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so he's 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 in a lot of different roles. So yeah, I mean, he and, he's, and, and he plays like a variety variety of characters, like straight laced warriors, like in Dune or um, Army of the Dead. Very straight laced. Very you know, shoot first, ask questions later. Then you got him in, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy, where he's a little bit more funny. He's going to be in Knives Out. He's going to be in a buddy cop movie, which will probably be, you know, funny, serious. Yeah. So, I mean, he plays a wide variety of character roles. So, I mean, it's it's nice to see him not get pegged into just that muscle man, you know, kind of, you know, here I am, guns blazing, muscles, no T-shirt. <laughs> not bad to look at, though. <laughs> yeah, I think he he's just prioritizing, like, meteor roles you know things that um you know might require some physical stuff like this buddy cop film but as long as there's like a meaty story he i think his first mention was similar to lethal weapon which is like yeah that that's an action film for sure but for the first two movies the main character is on the edge of suicide thinking about his dead wife and there's just a recklessness to him um, and a brotherly bond. So he, he originally, he even said that uh, he rejected it because it didn't, it just felt like a, no, I don't think he said it like this. I'm going to say it. I'm going to make him sound like an asshole. But he's, <laughs> Uh, but he was like, yeah, it didn't seem like there was a, there was going to be a lot on the page for me. And then I realized later that there was more to that character than I had anticipated originally. Well, they, they might've only gave him part of the script and stuff too. Cause I, I've heard that's happened before where, you know, people have signed on only knowing the first chapter or the first section, or they give them two, three scenes and you know, that's all they have to go by. Either you want this role or you don't. Yeah. So I mean, it, it might have been a case like that, um, or maybe they just went back, decided, hey, let's rewrite the script to see if we can't lure him a little bit more, you know, and change it a little bit. Yeah, we could totally do Suicide Squad, where we just beef up Will Smith's part uh, to be the whole movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Be, uh, be the only one that actually matters. <laughs> what about Edibio? Oh, sorry. Oh, I was going to say, and then you have complete characters that just, you know, are there the whole time and then do one thing at the end. I'm talking about the, the chick with the sword and then the crocodile <laughs> who just like does one thing the whole movie besides falling around. I would advise you not to get killed by her. Her sword traps the souls of its victims. <laughs> yeah, and then the croc just follows him around until eventually jumps in the su- subway or the sewer system and he's just like... That guy you is guys such are tourist down there. <laughs> that guy is such a great fucking actor back from the lost days, and all he's been doing is like he was in Thor the Dark World with the guy with the horns, mm-hmm. and then he's the fucking uh lizard. What was the guy's name? The Crocs or the Croc, yeah. Just just mountains of 
makeup with zero character. Uh, I feel bad for anyway. Do you know? Uh, do you know who? If 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 Suicide Squad branches out and gives another character a movie, I want the one guy that's got the the Australian guy with the boomerang. Captain Jav- is Captain Jav- Boomerang. Javelin. Wait. Jav- uh, Cap. I think. I think it's Captain Boomerang. Oh, oh, Captain Boomerang. Yeah. Yeah, because he's got like the pink. Um, the pink uh, unicorn shoved in his jacket and stuff. Like, I would like to see a backstory on him because I think that'd be funny. <laughs> so I, say, I, if I you said have... anything other than backstory, I'd be like, oh, there's some ground chuck. That... <laughs> yeah. You're going to have to grind through first uh, to <laughs> put it back together. Um, no, but to get the backstory and like how we got to prison and stuff like that. And, you know, because he used to rob banks and stuff, but you know, that's not really like super, you know superhero super villain type of thing you just rob banks it's not yeah it was a bummer that uh you know it it was it made for a good part in the movie but it was a bummer that jai courtney's only good character he's ever played on planet earth in all of history is that what (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah what'd you what'd you think of at a a bio i loved her yeah, I loved her. Um, well, she's from um, the actress also is in Orange Is the New Black, and loved that show too. So I was automatically hooked to her. And then um, the fact that you know she has her wife and then all of these dogs, and she tries to keep her family, and then she's like, no, I you know she needs to focus on everything, but she does good by by her group whether that be her you know family or her her newfound work family that um she they create together it's kind of cool even though i don't like her mom but you know. yeah i was just saying you've got the layers with her mom that she's got to kind of battle back and forth her mm-hmm. personal between you know the team and her what her mom wants mm-hmm. then you've got also like the kind of layers between that and knowing she's doing wrong things for the right reasons Mm-hmm. um not having you know being unemployed from her pet job to joining up with this task force even though she's got natural skills doing things that she knows she shouldn't do for her mom by playing in the diary and she's got to find that in herself in order to find to do all of those things and to you know tackle through those so she we kind of go on this journey through her um of like seeing what she has to go through and I don't know. I think it's really cool the way that they do it. Um, it's it's not her show, but we see probably well, we she, see a lot of growth from her. She's probably like the second main character, really. Yeah. yeah. And then to have her come out at the end of the, at the sorry, <laughs> what? <laughs> um, then have her come out at the end of the show and kind of like oust her mom and oust Task Force Sex and kind of like set fire to everything that what the two suicide squads and this tv show is built on the secrecy task force x and using those people and kind of she's ousted to everybody yeah dude they the uh you know when she comes out and she's actually killing all the butterflies like a fucking badass i'm like oh yeah yeah she is she she has some talent. She's she's reaching her potential, quote unquote. And then, dude, uh, don't tell V. But after Eagly, you're my BFF. <laughs> not not him saying that, but her reaction to him saying that. 
tears. Oh my yeah. god! Um, Isn't that one, the night that she plants the diary too? When he tells her that at his, no. in his trailer? No, that's after the that's that's after everything. Oh, I mean they have a good time, but his him saying that you're my BFF after Eagly is in the hospital. Okay, uh, when she's leaving and. Dude, I fucking hate how James Gunn uh, framed her face when she goes back to her wife and the uh, the puppies because it was so close in that I was like, no, someone's going to come out of the side. It's framed too close. It's framed too close. She's going to get shot in the head. This is the framing that happens when something bad happens. <laughs> James Gunn's going to make the bad. Ha- oh, no, they're kissing. Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> and then a close up on the puppies running. <laughs> yeah, like it. I swear, if it was like one foot back, the framing, I never would have thought that, but it was just so close that I'm like, no, someone's jumping in. Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> Don't ruin their reunion right far. now. She's yeah. getting snatched. She's getting snatched for ousting everything. Oh, yeah. I could, but I could see that. I mean, I mean, but her ousting everything, like, well, one, I, I just thought Dashboard's Task Force X would have been dissolved, but seeing Economos go back, I'm like, oh shit. I mean, does does really she oust Task Force X into public light? But then does that make her mom resign? Does that bring in somebody new? Does that allow Amanda Waller to transition out or have somebody even worse transition in? Peacemaker, Civil War. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Peacemaker, what a joke. (laughs) uh, What is it? That's the Suicide Squad that they keep referring back. It took me a second, but then I was like, oh, that's where you got that from. (laughs) Okay. Okay. In sad days. I just brain farted. Oh, so I, said, I said peace. I said peacemaker. What a joke! Oh yeah. <laughs> so it took her. It took her a second to, to put it put it together, but she got it. And when she it got took it, me it longer. Just I didn't even get it. <laughs> I so didn't get it that I didn't understand what you got, Bethany. <laughs> <laughs> um, but now we're all here. We're all at the happy campfire. <laughs> where? see it's perfect sometimes i'm just dumb so that when i play dumb you don't know (laughs) (laughs) um uh, honestly i i my other guess for who was a butterfly was edibio's wife (laughs) purely again because I started looking at the intro sequence and she flicks off the she's the only one that flicks off and I was like maybe but that's she, a hint. <laughs> no, well, I mean I would have taken it more as she's the only one that's got a vested interest in somebody returning alive and she's mad that they're taking away her wife versus everybody else who doesn't really you don't really know at least um but they don't really have anybody to go back to. I mean, you've got Peacemaker and his dad, who he likes his dad, but knows that his dad is bad, and he kills him. You've got um, Vigilante, who's just got a job at a um, as a busboy. 
So, I mean, and everybody else you don't really know about. So he, she's the only one that has somebody, you know, to go back to. So she's just, she's probably mad that, you know, she's doing this because they need the money. No, I, the only reason I was like, it might be true is because I was like, who, like, she's actively trying to get her out of the task force. Maybe a butterfly took her over and was trying to, like, manipulate her into quitting to foil the plan. But uh, I prefer, I prefer this one better. I mean, it could. We, they might be able to tag that into season two, but... The Maybe there's dead. more butterflies that we don't know. <laughs> now it's the worms. <laughs> That'd be real awkward if in the first two minutes of Peacemaker season two, they were like, my wife died. She was a butterfly. And we are we already beat them. So <laughs> we're not bringing back that character. She's <laughs> dead now. <laughs> um, but I would be really curious, like, Will Adebayo come back? What will her story be? What what could a Peacemaker season two be? You know, he's still technically on the run. I don't think he ever got the 10 years off from the Suicide Squad because Mern doesn't say, you know, you were in prison for four years and you got 10 years credited to you. He just says you were in prison for four years and not 30. So... Yeah, so he still owes time. So even if, like, for whatever reason, she get, she cut him the same deal on this, you know, so now he's at 24 years. I mean, he's still got six to go. I mean, maybe probation, but I mean, I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, and plus, like, he, she tried framing him. Yeah, twice. <laughs> and, one of, and his uh, second BFF <laughs> has betrayed her. Yeah. You know, maybe maybe she tries to do to Peacemaker what she was willing to do for uh, Bloodsport's daughter. Let's look. If the second season opens with Peacemaker stealing a TV watch, we know. We we just know. Oh yeah. <laughs> At Christmas time, <laughs> you need a lookout. Um. I don't know. What uh, anything else? Fantastic show. I mean, I, I really liked it front to back. I thought it was thought it was pretty good. Um, I definitely liked the backstory behind everything. I didn't. I was a little skeptical at first, just because of the movie. I didn't think they were going to be able to get that much depth. But they've kind of manipulated the character to be a little more quirky. <laughs> um, my only thing that I can think of is I want one of those interdimensional closets. Did you just open up and it's just like a huge storage facility? Yeah, I literally was like, wait, is that in a basement? Did they go down to a basement? What's going on? And I looked it up. And then if you didn't watch it with subtitles, when they're chasing, when the racist people are chasing around um, Peacemaker and everything through the woods, they all have weird names. Um, one's like racist skinhead. One's like white bag wanker <laughs> um, there was another one too that was just like oh man but what, next time you go through that yeah. scene when they put on the hoods um watch it with subtitles they all have names i love that That's so when like um what's it, a vigilante steals the car like 
one of one of them i think was like white bagged wanker or white skinned wanker or something like that <laughs> uh i don't get it. there's there's a rule in screenwriting that if it, they're not an important character you need to name them as, as unimportantly as possible like Clerk one, clerk two, you know, you need to do that. And that's the rule. Otherwise, don't do that. Don't name them creatively. And I just fucking love <laughs> that they did. Instead of just like racist one, racist two, racist three, racist four, racist five. Like make it racist with a mohawk. That's fun. Give give the give the actors something. <laughs> <laughs> like they're only gonna be on screen for twenty seconds and you're not gonna see their face. Say I don't know, stinky racist. Yeah. I mean, it's it like, doesn't okay, have to be. I, I don't shower. That informs my character. Cool. Yeah. No, I think um, I think it's kind of cool how they did do that. Like, they incorporated all of the important people into the crazy intro. So that way, whenever you knew, whenever you were watching the show, you were like, are they in the intro? All right, cool. Yeah, they're good. Like, you know that they're important, but um, any of, any of, uh, what was his white? White dragon. White dragon's whole crew, any of them were not in that. So we were like, you're automatically a piece of shit. I don't know. <laughs> you're, yes. you're less important than the old man. He's clipping yes. his hedges. The neighbor. <laughs> yes. But Batman doesn't kill anybody. <laughs> Wait, what? What's that a reference to? Um, that's what the one of the, that's what his neighbor says when he's arguing with them. I mean, he compares himself to Batman. He's a superhero like Batman. He's like, yeah, but Batman doesn't kill anybody. <laughs> um, so James Gunn actually tweeted um, the the names in the script. Um, one of them was racist thug. The other one was white hood wanker. <laughs> so it's on James Gunn's Twitter. You can you can see it. They actually. Um, Named them in the script so that way they'd get named in on the closed captioning. That's fucking great. February twelfth, yeah, February twelfth. Uh James Gunn's banner is uh, similar to like Economos's photo. It, pro- it probably uh... is. Yeah, I can't tell because um... just how it's cropped, I can't tell. Yeah. yeah. And Adebayo is not keeping her eyes on the road while driving. No, she is not. <laughs> oh, there's a there's a nine and a half minute gag reel. I've got to watch that after this. <laughs> She's going to uh, browse his Twitter and be like, yes, we can up to date, up to date. They've also right. selling. They're also selling T-shirts of like, um, oh, what's his name? The peanuts. The pe- the kid from the peanuts. Charlie Brown. Uh, Charlie Brown. Yeah, Charlie yeah. Brown. A peacemaker sitting in front of a piano, and then him with Eagly sitting on top of the where Snoopy would be. <laughs> wait, funny. the by Wait, what? No. Um. So it's got like uh, Charlie Brown and Snoopy, where Snoopy sl- sleeps on top of the doghouse. Oh. Okay. But instead of Snoopy, it's Eagly. Laying up there. What's the one right there? Top one? Where he's getting tossed in the air. Oh, okay. oh it's actually um, hard, uh, not hardcore. Um, yeah, I can't. 
Oh, Economos. What do you think about his thing at the, the last episode where he finally admits that his beard has died and the reason why is because he didn't think he thought it made him look cooler and then nobody oh. cared and so he stopped caring and then he realized he probably should have spent the extra couple of dollars to get the actual dye and not the <laughs> what do you think about that whole revelation? Uh, almost cried and James Gunn said that that was also an important moment for Peacemaker to see how his bullshit affects other people um ah fucking loved it absolutely 1000 percent. that was that was so fucking heartbreaking especially you know it 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 made it a little more heartbreaking that he didn't have a choice to say it you know like he just had to do that or die and my god was i so scared for Economos's life when all the butterflies chased after him and were piling on him because it was like, fuck, they're out of range of the the blast or whatever. Like Sound there's boom. no Yeah. That also fucked me up too, because I'm so now I'm in such a mind that like any expectation I have has a good chance of being subverted. That when they said three or four sonic booms, I'm like, okay, there's definitely only gonna be three. And the fourth is going to not be there when they really need it. And then they had four and I was like, okay. So you just cleanly had four and you can try again. Maybe well, well, they'll be close to being killed and then they'll say activate Sonic boom and there's a fifth charge and he whoo, so close yeah, to but, death, but they didn't do either. Yeah, the fifth charge or the last charge was just like a poof. It wasn't a it wasn't a big sonic boom. It was just like the poof just to let him know that it was empty. Oh, I didn't even Is realize it, that. <laughs> yeah. And that's when he said, Oh, looks like that was all of them. Because the last one was just like a puff of smoke. It was it wasn't it wasn't like a boom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, ready for a season two without any special helmets? I'm assuming. Because yeah, because he took all of them from his dad's his his dad's special closet. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, he still's got the scabies. He still have the underwater world. I don't even know what scavies are. That's an old, old thing. It's old, like um, lights, right? Like I thought, it, I thought things. it was like like the little rashes. I don't even know how to spell scavies because Google's telling me scabies. I e s. Sorry, what? S c a b i e s. Yeah, I looked for that, and Google is just asking, "Did you mean scabies?" <laughs> okay yes <laughs> what are this okay someone searched in 2007 what are the symptoms of scabies <laughs> and the answer is from a dog specialist so, yeah. and, it, and it says do you mean scabies <laughs> <laughs> Well, you still got Underwater World, so maybe we, we get more Jason Momoa and they, they team up next season and do the Underwater thing. And then, then we get to see like a gag reel of um, Jason Momoa fucking a fish. <laughs> <sighs> you just know that if it was played by Dwayne Johnson, it would have to be a hammerhead shark. Yeah. Those are the toughest. <laughs> This got me really excited for uh, Jason Momoa in F10. F10 parts one and two. Yeah. 
because he's officially announced. That's going to be so crazy. The day that movie comes out, I'm just like, I've waited so long for these Peacemaker stars to reunite. (laughs) Well, just like um, I was so excited with um, the stars from... um, I was going to say Lord of the Rings. It's not Lord of the Rings. It's... um, Harry Potter? No. Wheel of Time? No, we were just talking... No, Eternals. (laughs) The two stars from Eternals were on... The castle movie, the the one we were just talking about a little bit ago. Which stars? John John Snow and Rob Stark. Um, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you man, said was... castle movie, and I was I was like, <laughs> okay, the so castle? there's something not Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, Game of Thrones. So to see them for the first time, and then have it just suck. <laughs> <laughs> But then I don't know. We'll see because they got Moon Knight coming up, and that looks pretty sweet. Yeah, Moon Knight with Oscar Isaac. Yeah, so that might that might redeem redeem them from Eternals for a little bit. Are they gonna? Are those two actors gonna be in Moon Knight? Well, um, or I'm one sure. one of them? I guess I'm not sure because I think the um, the suit that he gets at the end of Eternals, I think, is the bad guy or one of the bad guys for Moon Knight. Uh, spoilers for. The Eternals post credit scene, but I mean, it's not yeah. a movie you want to watch. Yeah, just, uh, but just the listen, the voice is Mahershala the, Ali. It's Blade. Yeah, just listen to um. Oh yeah, Blade. Uh, if you haven't seen Eternals, just listen to Holly and <laughs> movies are dope. <laughs> Go through that movie and rip it to shreds. It, it's. Just so many good ideas executed so poorly and bad. With so many stars and so many famous people. Oh my god. Like how how do you how do you have everybody who's awesome? And then you get that. They they did that. Don't 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 do that. It makes me want to watch <laughs> Nomad Land less. <laughs> That's probably a good movie. Um. Yeah. I don't know. This this is a, this is a very weird. I I wanna. I definitely want to rewatch this movie or the show. <laughs> this was. <laughs> I. Yeah, like I've said before, you both have. Uh, pulse on people's actual opinions because me when I heard Peacemaker, I didn't blink. I was like. Fuck yeah! Oh yeah! <laughs> Let's go! <laughs> Let's have it now! <laughs> I am ready. <laughs> uh, I had not a doubt in my mind, um, and I'm I'm happy. I'm happy for all of them, especially you know John Cena. Like he, God, one of <laughs> it's such a contentious movie in my household because my daughter loves this and I absolutely hate it because it's just a piece of trash. But there's a movie fighting with my or no fighting with fire, which is definitely John Cena's kid friendly movie before stardom. You know, like Vin Diesel had the pacifier, Dwayne Johnson had uh, Tooth Fairy and shit like that, and then they get the big beefy macho roles like Peacemaker or you know F like that's what I saw F nine and the Suicide Squad as like. Finally, John Cena has done his dues, as you do if you're a muscly boy. Um, <laughs> and now he gets he gets the big boy roles, 
And when this one came out, I was like, yeah, fuck yeah. We're we're on a good path. Let's keep going. Um Yeah, I, I don't know. He he was given a small role in the Suicide Squad, and I think he just delivered a meaty performance. Well, I think he really took the role to heart because I know during the Suicide Squad he started like, killing people. He's uh, he's wanted in Panama. <laughs> um, well, he was also wearing like this suit for, like twenty four seven, like everywhere he went, he'd wear a suit and stuff like that. So he was like. <laughs> He was in it. Every interview, yeah. What James Gunn said, we didn't ask him to do that. <laughs> he just keeps wearing it in the interviews, and I think it's fucking awesome. Is that why you think that they put it in there? Besides him just reinforcing him being so weird, it's like the first episode or two where they're in the diner and he's wearing the um, <laughs> outfit into the diner and everything. I would. It, it makes perfect sense for the character, so I would hope mm-hmm. it would have showed up no matter what. But I would not be surprised if that's what inspired it. That was mm-hmm. fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> they. Uh, this this suit strikes fear <laughs> into people when they see it. <laughs> it's, a, it's a double piece. <laughs> or uh, are you going to be this difficult the entire time? Yes. <laughs> Just eating his fucking salads. Oh, have you guys seen Psych? Nope. Oh, you guys got to watch the show Psych. There is a character who's a supporting character, but he's in almost all of them. His character's name is McNabb, and he is played by the actor who plays the security guard at the, uh, at the secretary's house, or co- what, what was it? Goff's. Goff's house, and is killed by Hardcore. And I was like, that was such good casting just for me, <laughs> or people who have seen Psych, because I'm like, Fuck! That's McNabb! Holy shit! And then immediately I had just an investment in his character's survival. Purely thanks to another show's seven seasons and three movies that did the heavy lifting. (laughs) But I was like, yeah, if it was speaking back to that guy in Army of the Dead who I didn't give a shit about, if it was not that actor and if it was just a regular person, I'd be like, I care. But I care less. <laughs> um, I, I'm I'm kind of wondering if Judo Master is going to come back in season two. Not yeah, because he doesn't. I don't think he's a, attached to a butterfly. Yeah, he's not. Goff explaining the situation to him. Yeah. Yeah, and so he's and he's free. I mean, we saw him getting his bag of chips or whatever, which is strangely weird forgot to but, eat you know, flaming hot cheetos while watching the finale that's on me <laughs> <laughs> yeah which is weird but i guess it's probably something to do with his you know small stature high energy high metabolism but one day if, he's gonna his metabolism's gonna stop and that's <laughs> <laughs> not where i thought you were going with that uh, he's, gonna be, um, he's gonna be judo ball not judo master If he if we find out next season that he's a fifteen year old, I would not be surprised in the slightest. No, no, but he looks he looks older in the costume, um, so I wouldn't be surprised if like he they peel him out and he's like forty. 
enough. I'm just imagining a yeah. casting change in between the helmet being on and off. Just someone with dentures or something like. Got a great little mustache and everything. Like, <laughs> making it work. Yeah. Was there anything else you wanted to talk about for Peacemaker? No. I'm good. I'm Who, good. Who's your guest for the other the Suicide Squad spinoff? Uh, Vigilante would be fun. But because it, it, I think... He's got. I think he's got an interesting. I think it would help out Peacemaker's story if you knew more of his backstory. But that might be included more into the Peacemaker. But if um, if it was strictly Suicide Squad, yeah. Like I said, I wouldn't mind Captain Boomerang his backstory just because I think it'd be interesting on why he carries around a pink unicorn all the time. Um, Rat Lady would be Rat Girl would <laughs> Rat be kind of an interesting too. one. Rat Catcher too. I think it would be an interesting one. I mean, I'm sure Will Smith would love to come back and do um, Bloodsport or Bloods, um, Bloodshot, Bloodsport. Bloodshot for Will Smith, Bloodsport for Idris Elba. Ooh, Idris Elba, forget it. I like Idris Elba. <laughs> <laughs> and just because, and just because it's, it was funny with him and um, <laughs> him and Peacemaker, so that'd be funny to. To put them back together yeah but i did it but like cooler <laughs> uh so your your answer is blood sport or is he still alive was, yeah oh yeah then i, I wouldn't mind it rat catcher i think it's more likely rat catcher because i bet you idris Elba's probably a little busy but i mean if dc called they'd he'd probably answer i would like to i would rather see blood sport but i think it's more likely that it'll be either polka dot or rat catcher 2 bethany any ideas i no we'll say there's a very long like look between brad and bethany yeah, as in like, like- should I reveal the secrets that we actually know straight from James Gunn? <laughs> he was he was just here. He let himself out. I mean, he grabbed some things from the fridge, which was weird. So grabbed himself a gun. Too, though. You know, yeah. it happens upon this. Yeah, he just stumbled. He stumbled in, grabbed a beer out of the fridge and some food and some pizza, and then just walked out the door. <laughs> you know, I don't let him go, but I mean. Considering his politics, it's really weird that he didn't have his mask on. So strange. Yeah. <laughs> Well, he's here so often, he probably just felt so comfortable. <laughs> uh, I'm going to take a different swing, and I'm cheating because I'm using interviews to inform my opinion, but I think he would love to do a Harley Quinn show. Yeah, I think... He's, he I said think multiple too, times. I think that'd be too easy. I think it'd be too easy, but he said multiple times that Har- uh, Margot Robbie is the best actor or actress he's ever worked with. And okay. he loved creating for her. So, I mean, if he could do a, no, not a birds of prey. I still want my birds of prey show after Harley Quinn and the or birds of prey and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. I want that show. So uh, Harley Quinzel. 
Yes. It was. What? Yeah. No. No. You were Harley Quinzel. Every the, you said the whole title, and then Harley Quinn. It's Harley Quinzel. Oh, it is. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. I was you like the whole. You said the whole thing. I was like, no. You said everything but like the last like, two syllables. I was so confused. I was like, yes, her full name is Harley Quinzel. What's going? On? <laughs> no, yeah, you're right. Uh, I didn't know that. I will remember that better for next time. <laughs> I just went through the whole hassle of missed it, it by this much. <laughs> yeah, I just went through the whole thing. I was like, <laughs> um, so you know, if he ended up doing a Harley Quinn show, then I would hope by osmosis, HBO Max would be like, we could do that Birds of Prey show now. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's easy. I think that's super easy. That's that's like softball, like. That's like the softball one. That's just easy underhand toss. I think you. I think you'd have more fun if you took one of the side characters, because Harley's kind of already, kind of narrowed in a little bit. Yeah, she's never had a, a project that's, besides the Suicide Squad, that's been, fully loved. Let's yeah. say, like, obviously Suicide Squad uh not you know it it's fine i enjoyed it when i saw it but not rewatching it and uh birds of prey and the <laughs> fabulous emancipation of one harleen quizel i think i <laughs> fucked it up i said harleen right fuck yeah <laughs> um never mind <laughs> um that one was super fun but i it was kind of split between audience members so I can see a part of him being like, you'll love Harley now. There's yeah. like 100%. You may have liked her finally in the Suicide Squad, but you'll love her forever. But um, then you're going to have to get Jared Leto or nope. recast a Joker. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> you're, you're, well, I'm, I'm saying that because you're, you're going to have to bring a Joker at some point. I mean, because her whole life, her whole turning revolves around Joker. As she moved past Joker, thanks to her (laughs) being healthier in relationships by killing the guy who kills children. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, but I I mean, still the whole Stockholm syndrome—it's got to come up. It's got to, or you've got to at least have flashbacks, or like um, as she's doing something, like the catches out of the corner eye and Joker kind of thing, but it might not be there. But I, I think at some point you have to have Joker in that in a TV show like that. Can you imagine a Harley and Vigilante team up? That would... <laughs> nope. Your faces were amazing. I hope it's nope. true. I hope that I want that to happen. <laughs> there, man, the psychotic randomness oh and like the... the random random bits of like caring. And then, like, brutally <laughs> murdering, murdering somebody, it'll be just crazy off the charts. This would turn into a true crime podcast real quick. <laughs> I, I'm just imagining that, like, both of them would be very critical of certain heinous things the other does, but then not, like, very hypocritical in a way. Yes. Like, why, why would you kill that person and then like slices somebody equally innocent they're both trying to pretend like they're better or somehow not 
fucked up in some way. Um, yeah. I, I would very much be happy with, I don't know, maybe a... Do you think Vigilante could do a whole season of eight episodes? <laughs> or or yes, is he more like a minion or uh, Jack Sparrow where you shouldn't put the whole the whole story I mean, on his shoulders? You could do a backstory and just back it to when Peacemaker was in prison. And you can just kind of kind of go like his So you could you could definitely do it. Um, now would would that be the best route to go? Probably not. But I would say I would love to see Idris Elba come back. But I think you could have more fun with somebody like Polka Dot or Ratcatcher Two or somebody that's not well known, yeah. and just make it your complete own. Like you got com- almost complete control because they didn't really follow the comic books for Peacemaker. So I mean obviously that James Gunn has some liberty and you could just take one of those smaller characters and just blow it up. And the fact that he, the reason why he used polka dot and suicide squad, because he thought it was a completely ridiculous character. Yeah. So that's why he used it. So to take a ridiculous character like that and make a TV show out of it, I could see him do something like that and just make it his own and just, just kill it. I'd, I'd be shocked if it Elba wasn't willing to come back. Cause I mean, oh, he's, yeah. he's doing a Luther movie right now, I believe. Which, if you if you've never seen, he had a Luther show on BBC, or it's literally called Luther. He was the main character. Yeah. Um, I mean, considering the experience he had on the Suicide Squad, why not? I yeah. could see, I could see like a uh, season two of Prison Break, but for the Suicide Squad, where like Amanda Waller has deactivated their bombs, but they're still criminals, so. They need to to figure out a way to, I don't know, stay out of trouble. (laughs) Good luck with that one. (laughs) Uh, The suicides, what would you call it? Um, After the suicide squad, they're staying out of trouble or trying to. Yeah, (laughs) or trying to. (laughs) Anyhow, cool. Anything else for Peacemaker? Nope. Good. No. All right. Well, everybody, if you want to like comment on, I don't know, Spotify or Instagram and talk about this great show, what was your favorite part? What was your least favorite part? Who would you make a dinner with? Make a spinoff with. Who who's your choice for spinoff uh, character to to do another one? If you had a secret and uh, Goff was torturing one of these characters to try to get it out of you, who would you want that to be? You gotta <laughs> stay quiet. <laughs> oh, we didn't even talk about uh, vigilante going. Yeah, oh, the, yeah. They'll, they'll never be able to pick me out of the lineup if I never keep my face still. <laughs> yeah. I literally thought. It, it made so much sense that he was doing that, but at first, just before I had any time to think, I was like, oh, he is not well mentally. <laughs> Please put the mask back on. He's going... Um, yeah. 
Thanks, everybody. Uh, you can find me at Movies Are Dope. Uh, Brad and Bethany, where can they find you? Uh, at BradF912. Uh, at BradF912, because I don't have one. But thank you guys for having me. <laughs> Hell yeah. This was fun. Yeah, uh, it, was, it was a really good time. You guys should watch the after party. Okay. It's on Apple Intrigued. TV. Okay. It's on Apple TV Plus. That's all I'm going to tell you. It's almost over. But uh, bye, everybody. Bye.